You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next... What's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live Next. I'm Daryl Kristen, and here to join me are Nick Perdue. What's up? And Bam Erickson. What up, what up? And we have a very special guest in the house today. You may know him from Heart of Dixie, NCIS, Grey's Anatomy. And if you don't know yet, you're going to know him from The Game, which premieres March 26th on BET. Jay Ellis is in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Jay. Hey, hey. Well, Jay, we are crazy excited to have you here. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. I know you've been a busy guy doing a lot of press junkets and really promoting the show. Yeah, tweeting. man. They, uh, and, and learning how to uh, how to tweet. My uh, my mom tells me I need to tweet more, so that's always embarrassing when your mama tells you how to do social media, right? Right. When your mother tells you, then you got you got to you got to step it up. You got to figure yeah. something out. Now, wait. I think I I read something that your mom calls you and tells you yeah. when you're in the press. Yeah, man. My mom is a uh, she's a beast on this stuff. She's like she she. Knows knows what's going on before I know what's going on. She's like, oh, I saw you last weekend and da-da-da-da-da. And I didn't like the shirt you was wearing, by the way. <laughs> it didn't look good on your skin tone. She, she, she's always got something. She knows what's happening. And so has she ever uh, came to you with, like, some outrageous rumor that has been spread about you in the media? No, but, you know, I tell her all the time. I'm like, yo, you need to stop looking at that stuff because sooner or later you're going to see something on there and I'm just going to have to tell you it's true. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but uh, no, you know, it's been nothing crazy. You know, the, the, for the most part, it's been a lot of uh, random stuff, you know, like pictures from high school. And there's a website out there that has like a picture of the hospital I was born in <laughs> on it. I mean, just really random stuff. Wow. What's the craziest thing that she actually called you and said that she read about you? Read about me? I don't know. I, or, I don't know. Or about, saw, you know. Hey, listen, some, the the the, uh, the hospital thing freaked her out. That freaked her out. Yeah, because I was born on Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. So the fact that someone took a picture of a hospital on an Air Force Base, it's like a security breach somewhere. Right. In there, you know what I mean? She yeah. was she was kind of nervous about that, but uh, you know she 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 enjoys both my parents. They they enjoy it. They love it. And you come from a military family. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you traveled a lot. So describe to us what you were like as a kid. We see you as this, you know, big 6'2", basketball <sighs> actor, model. What, what were you like as a kid? Man, I don't, uh, tr- trouble, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself. I'm my only child. So I spent a lot of time uh, just pretending, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Pretending I had friends, pretending I had, like, siblings, you know what I mean? And we traveled quite a bit, so... You know, every two, every three years, you know, it's always you starting all over again. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a brand new thing. So I think I was always kind of, uh, you know, a class clown in some ways because I was always trying to meet people as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as two years came, I knew they were gone. You know, I knew I was mm-hmm. on to the next thing. Were you the only black kid or was there a lot of, you know, other black students? It was a big mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it depended on where you lived. Uh, you know, uh, I most of uh, my time in the military, there was always a lot of black families mm-hmm. around. But what ends up happening is you end up having a lot of interracial families yeah. uh, or, or biracial families, I guess, because of, you know, cats traveling all over the world and they meet women in different places and they get married and have kids. And 
So a lot of the kids that I knew growing up were biracial because of that. Uh, and then we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I went to an all-black high school, and it turned my world out. I was in trouble every <laughs> single week. I mean, I could not stay out of trouble for nothing, man. For nothing. But was that a hard transition for you? I mean, because I know you were saying, like, you were saying the biracial kids growing up, and, and you were the black kid in this right. you know, overseas, but was it a hard transition even though you went to an all-black school? You know, um... I don't, in some ways, I think it was. You know, what's really cool, you know, about, uh, about Black Hollywood and especially about that time is, you know, we all saw Martin. We all saw In Living Color. We all saw, uh, uh, you know, The Fresh Prince and The Cosbys. So, you know, there, and, and then music, obviously, you know, in, in that time period, hip hop was really starting to form and take off and R&B yeah. had its thing as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there were always common ties with that. You know what I mean? Like I knew Spike Lee movies just like, you know, kids in Harlem knew Spike Lee movies or kids in L.A. knew them. So mm -hmm. there were always ties to 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 that. I think for me, the difference was it was just the first time where like. I wasn't being looked at as the black kid. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was just another black kid. You know what I mean? So what caused you to get in trouble? Girls? We're we not going to talk about that. You got to give us a little bit. <laughs> prankster, anything? Come on, your fans want to know. Uh, I was a prankster. I think I've always kind of been a prankster, man. My 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 senior year, I uh, we used to have a senior lounge. Mm -hmm. And I snuck into the senior lounge and got a couple people's keys out of their backpack. And I moved their cars off campus. And two wow. of them called the police. Whoa. <laughs> and so, and I never said anything, mm -hmm. literally until the police got there. And by that time, I was already in trouble. You know, it's too late now. The police been called. But just little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Talking back in school and basketball was way more important than school at the time. So did I, you, Did you get whoopings? <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, we don't want to use the other word because the, the police might come in here. You know. That's PC. You That's, PC. That's PC. <laughs> you know what? But, you know, uh, listen, there was never anything that was crazy. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, you know, I was definitely kept in line for sure. And that's part of our culture. Right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's part of our culture. Especially being a military kid, too. You know, yeah, yeah there's a very strict, strict household. That, you know, my parents were young, so mm. they weren't really strict until I started getting in trouble. You know, uh, I think they, they were cool. You know what I mean? I remember my parents going out. I can remember my dad's 25th birthday. Like, I can remember so many things about, like, them coming home at, you know, late at night, you know, because they went out on the weekend, you know, and they were obviously great parents, but, you know, they were, they were chill. They were easy. They never, like, pushed, really. And then when I started getting in trouble, it was like a 180. So you remember, <laughs> you remember your dad's 25th birthday, so how were you... Were they teenagers? Yeah. Gotcha. My parents just basically just finished high school. Gotcha. And they've been together for, uh, man, it'll be 32 years this summer. That's oh, a lovely that's thing. Strong. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, that's, man. Man, that's strong. Un unbelievable it's, it's, today. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what I strive for. It's, it's just an amazing thing to see it, you know, two people be together that long and so young with a kid and traveling all over the place. And it's an amazing thing. Man. So you had a, a really solid foundation. Who yeah. are you most alike? Are you like your mom or your dad? I'm right down the middle. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. It's times where like I'll have conversations with my mom and I'm looking at her and I'm like, man, you need to calm down. My dad is like the chill, calm one, supportive. <laughs> yeah, baby, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. My mom is like, we got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. You know, she's, she's a goal. You know, she's very, very goal oriented. She's ambitious. She's out there and she's getting it. My dad is right there and he's like, yeah, well, we don't have to rush. We'll get it. Let's just enjoy getting it. And so I'm somewhere down the middle. I have my days where I'm like, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that. And I have my days where I'm just, you know, chill and laid back. Where did your talent come from? Uh, you model, play basketball, 
did you get that from your mom or dad? Distant uh, relative? For, for, for basketball? <laughs> yeah. I, I get I, My grandfather played semi-pro mm-hmm. basketball. Okay. Uh, uh, he played on like a traveling league. Uh, my grandfather was also in the Air Force. So when he was uh, traveling and they would be in Germany or the UK or, you know, wherever they were, uh, he played on a couple of different teams. So I, I like to think that maybe that's where he came from. My dad was a football player. So, uh, you know, I like to think that the basketball probably came from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I got into it kind of late, too. So, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure how that happened. So since you grew up kind of overseas and then you came to the States, did you have any other languages that you learned? Because I'm sure that if you brought that over to the ladies, they really enjoyed <laughs> that. So was there specific new languages that you brought to the U.S.? No, no, I, I'm not. A, I am not multilingual. I wish I was. I, I, uh, I definitely wish I was, but I'm not multilingual. Oh man, you can't you can't fake it or anything. You, you didn't pick up anything. I mean, I can speak a little Spanish, but that's just because I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> I mean, and I live in LA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can speak a little Spanish, but it ain't great. You know, it's not the best. So you came over here. You're you're going to high school in in, uh, in not South Carolina. You were actually in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what position did you play? Uh, in high school, I played the four. The four. Yeah. So I was a power forward. Okay. Uh, at at at. You know, six, six, three and a half. I was the second tallest dude on my team. So uh, I spent a lot of time in the post in my back to the basket. And then that took you to college, which was at, was at Concordia yeah. University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I had a, uh, a really interesting time. I wasn't sure what I was going to do after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my parents had always talked about going to college. Uh, obviously, you know, both my father's father and my mother's father were military. So, you know, that just seemed like a natural thing to do. Yeah. And I wanted to go to school, but I, I didn't want to stay in state. I wanted to go somewhere. You know, Oklahoma was a new place for us. So I wanted to get out of Oklahoma and try something different. So were they, were they pushing for you to go to the service or do school or was it your decision? School for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you, they, but they never pushed. You know, it was always there and it was always talked about. Uh, and it was one of those things like, yo, if you don't go to school you need to figure out what you're going to do because right. you're not going to just yeah. kick it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> That's a black parent right yeah. there. You're not just going <laughs> to kick it in my house. Right. right. So, but, you know, but school was always important. You know, it was very, very important. My mom went back to college at 27 years old, wow. graduated at 31, and our wow. lives changed completely. My dad went back to college at like 44 uh, and graduated, you know, a few years later. So school was always a very, very important thing. Uh, wow. And, and they were the first in their family to both graduate from school. Oh, wow. Uh, even at 31 and, you know, later wow. my dad in his 40s, they were still the first people in their family, uh, from each of their families to graduate from school. So it was very, very important. So, uh, I, and I knew that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, when you in high school and you playing sports, you think you're going to the league. Exactly. You, right. you know, I had a $100 million check on my refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hey, that's I, a good thing. They say <laughs> to keep it visual. Yeah. You know, that's part of it bringing in you know? intuition. And, and, uh, and so I thought I had a shot. You know, I was like, I'm going to the league. We're going to make this happen somehow, some way. Not one school called. Nobody was interested. And then I had a decent second half to my senior year. And uh, a few schools started calling randomly. And uh, uh, I got a call from, from Brad Barbrick, from Coach, Coach B at Concordia University in Portland, Oregon. And it's funny because he just called me yesterday, and I, I have not talked to this dude in probably eight years. Oh, wow. Really? And literally, he just called me yesterday, just out of the blue. And uh, Let me guess, me. your mom? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I was uh, doing something for a radio station up there, and they reached out to him. And oh. so that's how it ended up happening. But uh, he called, and he said, yo, you know, we'd like to get you out here on a visit. Come play. You know, we just went to the tournament, blah, 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 blah. I went out there, and it was just, it was a fit. Portland was a great town, and, you know, I got the opportunity to go play and got a scholarship, and the rest is history. What was the biggest lesson you learned from your coach while playing for him? I don't know. That's a good one, man. So many little lessons along the way because you learn so much from your teammates and how a coach treats each each player. Yeah. You know, there's something about being fair to each player, but there's also something about uh, – knowing that each person is different. We, you know, we all have different backgrounds and we react to things differently. And I think that's probably the one thing that I, that I, I, uh, I took from him and has really set with me the most is though you can have a team of, you know, five, six, seven, eleven 11 people, you know, and you, you are fair or you treat them all the same, if you will, uh, or the standard, if you will, for them is all the same. You get it from each individual in a different way sometimes yeah you know some people can be screamed at and that motivates them some people need a pat on the back you know some people you just don't say anything and they just do with them they're self-motivated so i think that was something i really learned from him for sure and i noticed that you went to a christian high school and in a christian college was that a, a factor in your decision to go to concordia university uh you know i don't think it was necessarily a, a factor especially because the you know i went to a non-denominational uh, uh, high school and a Lutheran college. My mom also graduated from a Concordia. She graduated from Concordia okay. Austin. Mm. So I think that might have been part of it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was like, oh, cool, I get to go to a school that's in the same system, you know, mm. the same Concordia system. So that was part of it. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, my faith led me that way too, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And do you find it tough being in this industry with being a Christian man, basically, you know, to keep your morals. You know, they always say that you sell your soul when you get in entertainment sometimes. <laughs> do you find any truth to that? Or how do you keep yourself grounded and, and, and true to who you are? You know, I, uh, I, I, everyone's journey is different. Yeah. You know, and I think that's sure. the biggest thing. And it's your background and it's, it's the people around you and your family and your friends and, and all those little experiences along the way that, you know, shape who you are. And lucky for not lucky, but whatever it is for, for what it's worth, I had uh, a life in Los Angeles before I began acting. Mm -hmm. and, and I had a career before I began acting. So uh, for me, I kind of was settled in who I was. Yeah. I was comfortable with me. I knew the things I wanted in life, the life I wanted to live, the friends that I have who are not related to this industry at all whatsoever, uh, and the ones who were, you know what I mean? But uh, you know, I think it's it's all about the people you keep around you. Speaking of friends, with you going to so many schools uh, in such a short span, were you able to keep a lot of friends? Obviously, you said there's some that's not in the industry, but do you still have friends from all the multiple schools you went to? I have friends going back to about uh, fifth grade. Okay, wow. I would say, probably. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because if the Internet existed like it does today, yeah. I would probably say that would be way more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but But I would say for sure... Uh, probably going back to like fifth or sixth grade. There's there's one, two, three people each grade along the way and builds up obviously that I could probably pick up the phone or mm -hmm. Facebook or send a text message to or, you know, whatever. Do they look at you differently or freak out because you live in L.A. and you're on TV? Man, they don't, get, they <laughs> don't, don't care. Man, they still like, who? Wendell? What? Because that's, they all call me by my Wendell, which is my, my, my father's name, which mm -hmm. is, you know, my name. And uh, 
I, it's funny, I had a boy, I did CIAA, which is this uh, basketball tournament out in North Carolina. I did mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and I took one of my boys from Oklahoma with me. And for him to hear everyone call me Jay, he had no idea who people were talking to. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he was He's looking around like, who is Jay, and why do they keep <laughs> screaming his name? I need to meet this dude. Like, what? Can he get me a job? Like, it was, it was hilarious. But, uh, you know, my boys are, I, I have like six really, really good friends from high school. Uh, we all went to different high schools, but we all played sports against each other. And we all, our families were very, very similar. You know, we all wanted the same things in life for the most part. Um, so so those dudes, they pick up the phone and they still like, man, I remember when your dad came in the house and told you that if you had one more person in that car, he was going to you know, snap your neck. You know no, what I mean? That keeps you grounded. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so right. it's those dudes that I'm like, man, I need to just go home and chill. Like, right. I, You know what I mean? And, 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 and they've been a blessing in my life for sure. For so, sure. Now, so you're in college. You're, you know, you're the basketball star. How did you get into modeling? How were you discovered? Uh, I wasn't the star. And that bothered me. Okay. And I needed another outlet. I was like, somebody got to pay attention to me. Like, I need something. So you were the star in, bas in, in, um, in basketball? I, I played on the team. And my first uh, year, year and a half, I didn't play that much. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what was also really shocking for me is coming from high school, like, if I sat on, if I ever sat down, it's because you we were, were either blowing a team out. Or you were tired. Or I was tired. <laughs> it was very, very rare that I ever sat. So when I got to college... And started playing with 11 dudes who were all in the same, same situation. Reality check. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got to share. The what? Yeah. And I'm my only child. What? <laughs> you got to calm down with that. Like, I don't like this. So that was a lesson. You know, it was, it was, um, it, it, it was a lesson. It was really interesting to, 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 to learn how to, uh, to be a, a teammate to guys who are just as good and even better yeah. in, in some cases. You know, we had a couple guys, we had a bunch of guys play overseas. Were you on the verge of quitting because you were, obviously there were other players that were just as good as you or no, you started? I don't think I ever thought about quitting. I don't think, uh, I don't think I ever thought about quitting. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I think going back to like, you know, my mom and my dad, I'm such a uh, ambitious goal-oriented yeah. person that like I wanted to achieve my goal. Mm -hmm. And then I would be good. Gotcha. Then I could step away from it. But I wasn't going to stop until I could achieve my goal. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, you know, we in the uh, off season we would have uh, open gym. And there was this kid who would come up, and his mom was a booker at an agency. And he was like, yo, my mom needs extras to come do this bus commercial. I was like, all right, cool. How much is it? And he's like, it's like 100 bucks for the day. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm all, That's like a million dollars in college. I'm yeah. all over that $100. I could get some bread, some, some <laughs> right. I'm thinking about, like, groceries for a week. So um, I go and, I go and I, I do the extra work. And while I'm there, I'm talking to this girl, and she tells me that she just got back from somewhere in Asia. She was there for three months. She mm -hmm. made 30 grand, and everything was paid for. I was wow. like, I need to get on that plan. Like, who, who are you with? Like, what do I do? She told me the name of the agency she was with. So I go over to the agency. Never modeled a day in my life. Didn't know nothing about it. I walked in and I was like, I want to model. <laughs> and they looked at me and they were like. Those exact words? I want to model. <laughs> I literally walked in there and said, I want to. I found out where it was. I, I just walked in the office. It was a dude who, was, who ran the agency. He was sitting at a desk. His wife, uh, was she took care of all like the financial stuff. She was sitting in the office, and she just blurts out and starts laughing. Like, literally, as the words come out of my mouth, I hear her just do this cackle, like, ah! <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa. Like, was it, am I that crazy? Like, nobody says that? And so he was like, I, uh, you, know, you know, let's take some Polaroids and let's see what happens. 
He took a few Polaroids. He sat down and he, you know, he talked to me a little bit. He took a few Polaroids. The next day, I booked a Jordan campaign. Wow, and, that's a nice uh, campaign to book for your first time. Right. Yeah. And that was the first, my first time ever in front of a camera. I was going to get into that. Tell us about that experience because I know particularly for urban kids, mm-hmm. like, a, a, that's our dream to have our own a pair of Jordans whether right. if you get it from the yeah. store or if right. you get it from the shoe man around the corner so <laughs> I'm just keeping it real let's be honest no you keep it I feel you I so feel you. you are <laughs> <laughs> wait you made him spit up in water bam <laughs> We need, we, need, we need a doctor in here. Or like they do, the like my mom tells us, put your arms up. Put your arms up. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, I'm good. So, oh, man. so tell us about that. Did you get free shoes? Did you meet Mike? I mean, give us a little <clears throat> insight of that experience. Yeah, you know what's cool is um, <clears throat> Nike is based out of Portland. <laughs> we'll give you a moment, man. It's okay. Don't choke. It'll come to me. <clears throat> no, so Nike is based out of Portland. So mm-hmm. what's really cool is there's a small pool of models there who work for Nike, who work for Columbia Sportswear, Adidas. There's a lot of uh, yeah. active wear brands that are there. <clears throat> and when I got the call that I was doing it, I was like, the first thing I asked was like, do I get free stuff? I didn't even care what I was making. I was like, do I get free stuff? You my, are so black. My, <laughs> I was about to say, that's such the Negro way to yeah. say, can I get some free stuff? I do it too. Look, you, you ain't even got to pay me. I just want some J's and some sweats. <laughs> the clothes mop doesn't get paid. So. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I had to find out, right? So, uh, you know, I go and I do the campaign and, and, and we're trying on all this stuff, trying on all this stuff, trying on all this stuff. And they were like, yo, you know, you could pick two things. No shoes. Oh. Oh. Damn it, Michael. And Jordan, you know, the gear was cool. But, but there's nothing but better want, than a pair of Jordans. Especially right. as a basketball yeah. player. Right. You want, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted the shoes. You know, the gear was cool, but I was like, really? Like, what, what if I just, these two things, and I exchanged them for, but they were like, no. Like, what don't you get? Like, you get two things, not shoes. But uh, ultimately, they ended up giving us stuff along the way. I ended up shooting for them like three or four more times. Uh, and ended up shooting across a bunch of different Nike brands. And uh, they were always a great client. Like, yeah. they always took care of us, you know what I mean? And, and they have a big employee store there that they would let us pop into every once in a while. And some of my, I, two of my closest friends from Portland, Oregon, I met Malin there. Because we would do all these different shows. We would do these sales shows. These, they would bring in, they would fly people from all around the world to come and see their next season stuff. Mm-hmm. And every single show they would do would be in this, they have this huge uh, theater up there called, performance center up there called the Tiger Woods Center. And every single performance they would do, there would always be some kind of bang to it. There would always be something. And the first time Mike walked out, none of us knew. They didn't tell us that Mike was walking out. And there's probably about 30 of us on stage and every single person and you know you're supposed to go in there you're supposed to just hold your thing you're supposed to just sit there mm-hmm. smile have a pleasant face be inviting for the crowd as they you know as they look at the clothes on you and when mike walked up <laughs> to the left of us it wasn't one person who didn't just like turn jaw drop yeah. dr- salivate like you are michael jordan yeah. y'all became yeah. groupies like ah! and he Man. has such a presence about him right i mean he, you feel him when he enters a room you don't even need to be standing next right. to him yeah. right yeah. Wow. It was cool. It, it was an amazing experience, man. So I ended up getting to do shows for uh, LeBron mm-hmm. when they brought him to Nike, Melo, uh, Jordan, met uh, 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 quite a few people, uh, Jerry Rice and, and Nolan Ryan and it, quite a few people that they would bring in for different for different things. 
And you've done some of the big campaigns too, like the Diesels and the uh, Gaps, yeah, Abercrombie yeah. and Fitch. How was we had Boris Kojo in here earlier, and he was talking about his modeling career. Um, he said that his family was really supportive for him mm-hmm. with transitioning into modeling mm-hmm. from playing sports as well. He played tennis. Mm-hmm. What about you? How was your family? You know, you're coming from a military background. <clears throat> you go to basketball modeling. It, like Ben was saying earlier, it's kind of one of those things that is not common in the black community. No, not at you all. You don't go up and say, I want to be a model. Right. So how was your family's reaction to it? Uh, you know, I have this weird thing where I really don't talk about stuff until someone sees it. Mm-hmm. And then they end up telling me about it. So I never told my parents that I was modeling. So the first time they saw me was in the mall, in Woodland Hills Mall in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma. My mom calls me from Foot Action. Your mama, boy. I, love, I want to meet your mom. Sure. Next time you got to bring her in here, too. She's on it. She's so sharp. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, she runs so much just going to work every single day, but then just has this time. I, she must not sleep, to be honest with you. She just finds so much stuff out there. So she calls me. She's like, why are you hanging up in foot action? I'm like, what are you? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know I was in foot action. It's a picture of you in foot action, and you got a backpack on, and you look like you in the Matrix trying to fly or something. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's like, I'm going to ask the manager for the poster, and I'm going to take a picture of it, and I'm going to email it to you. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, all right. So she took a picture of it. She emailed it to me. And that was the first time that I had saw myself out somewhere, yeah. at, you know, in, yeah. in the world, basically, you know, as, as a model. That was the first time I'd ever saw anything. And that was probably a good six or seven months in. By that time, I had shot quite a bit of stuff. And then I never checked for it after that. You know, it, yeah. would, it, it would happen, and it would be cool. But after that, I stopped. I just... I, I didn't check for it, but my mom and my dad, and I had friends from back home. I had friends who were like, yo, we saw you in the Jordan campaign. Did you get some Jordans? Did you get to meet Jordan? Like, that was everyone's first question, you know what I mean? Because you're right. Like, yeah. that's a thing for us. Like, we love to be in J's, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Uh, this uh, may be a little bit far-fetched, but you being a basketball player, mm-hmm. I would assume he obviously has some uh, influence on you. Mm-hmm. Was there any uh, moments behind the scenes where maybe you was dribbling the ball, got to guard him a little bit or nah, anything? No, 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 no. Mike too cool for that. Gotcha. <laughs> Mike is one of them cats that it's like, you know how rappers, like when like when a young cat, like kind of like tries to battle them and says, yeah, right, right. they just like, yeah. who? Yeah. You know, they don't even give them the time of day. That's how Mike was. Yeah. Mike was like, I don't think you know who I am. Go sit down somewhere. Right, son. <laughs> yeah. Go go have fun over there doing now, that. How did your teammates react to you modeling? Were they, were they, was there any teasing or did you? Yeah, you know, they would tease a little bit. I got called Pretty Boy for a little while. I mean, they would, they would tease with a bunch of different things, but... uh we were such a, a, a good group. Uh, you know, we had a dude who, like, was on a guitar every five seconds. We had another dude who was trying to DJ. We, you know, we had so many people who were doing different things that everybody almost kind of had their side thing. Yeah. And this just happened to be mine. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was just obviously a little more visible, but yeah. now nonetheless. They, they also tell us that a lot of times it's a, a, a lot of actors say this who are former models. That's a hard transition to go from from modeling to acting was it a hard transition for you and and did you is it something you always wanted to do acting is definitely something i always wanted to do uh i think that uh my going into modeling was the closest way that i could find out how to get into it Mm -hmm. and they're so different little did i know they were so different uh you know as a model uh you don't necessarily have to spend any time in los angeles you can pretty much have a career out of New York or overseas, you know, you really, you could stop in LA to shoot every once in a while, but, and there are models who work here, not to say they're not, but, um, 
that was my closest way of getting into something that I always wanted to do, but I couldn't because basketball takes up so much of your time. You know, right. it's a job in college. You mm -hmm. know, we have morning practices or morning training, and then we had to come practice at night. And, you know, and then trying to figure out homework and have a personal life and, you know, all the other stuff. So uh, it, it, it wasn't that hard of a transition for me because there was a gap between the time I stopped modeling and the time I started acting. There was about a three-year gap okay. where I just worked. So, uh, and what were you doing? You said you, well, you were working. <coughs> I, I, uh, I ended up uh, working in, in retail for a while. And I ended up becoming uh, uh, opening stores for a bunch of different companies. So I worked for True Religion. I uh, worked for Kitson for a little bit. Uh, and then my, my, my last job was the West Coast <coughs> Regional Manager for a company called uh, Custo Barcelona. Oh, wow. So, so I was traveling quite a bit. You know, I, I was responsible for like 10 different stores and nine cities so i was gone quite a bit so in that three so in that three years what was the final straw that just brought you into acting and said no this 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 these jobs it's over this is it i'm i'm going into acting and i'm gonna you know go after what i want to do i got fired mm, that's the way that'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll push you quickly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like how am i, how am I gonna eat no, I, I yeah, you know, I I, uh, I I I lost my job. I got laid off. Uh, the company was downsizing, and and they decided that they didn't need my position anymore. And and I got laid off. And I was like, man, this this is not a bad thing. This happened for a reason. This mm -hmm. happened because I've been toying with something my entire life that I've always wanted to do, but I've never just stepped up and took the responsibility and just owned it and mm -hmm. just went for it like I really wanted it. And so uh, when when that happened. To me, that just seemed like that was that was a message. That was a very clear message that, like, yo, go do it, and 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 see what happens. Like, what's the what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out. All right, try something else. You know. Yeah. And once you got started, it seemed like it happened kind of quickly. You've done some great guest appearances: <coughs> Invasion, NCIS, as we mentioned before, Grey's um, Anatomy, Anatomy yeah. Heart of Dixie, Heart yeah. of Dixie. And what was your favorite show to work on, or guest star on? I should say. And uh, why? I, I, I'm gonna say. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. What's that? Are you going to say Grey's Anatomy? No. Oh, damn. I, I was, <laughs> Why yeah. would you think that? Because Shonda Working Rhymes. with Shonda Rhimes. Fair enough. It, which was a great uh, experience, mm -hmm. Shonda. Um, it was a really great experience working on that show. But that, that, that was not my favorite. My favorite was actually NCIS. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason is because Mark Harmon is such an amazing leader. Yeah. How he that. And, and that group, you know, for them to be on for... I think they're in their 10th season and uh -huh. get the numbers that they get. Yeah. It's because of the relationships. But the relationships that happen on screen are because of what happens off screen. And that dude is at the top. You know, they, they, they operate as a family. You know, they really get along. You yeah. know, they, 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 sit, uh, they all sit with the crew and guest cast and writers and, you know, whoever, production staff. They all sit together for lunch, and they're sitting there telling stories about their kids, you know, in school or, or, or you know, the summer vacations or whatever it is. And the way that that dude leads, to me, was just such an amazing experience to watch. Okay. Uh, and and it, I was really drawn to that. Wow, that's nice. So now you're cast on the game. We're excited once again, March 26th. <laughs> you and I had spoken last week at the press junket, and there seems to be a nice little love connection that might be going on with you and Lauren London's character. <laughs> Was that something that happened naturally for you two, or, or is it something that, did, like, did you meet instantly and it was there, or did you have to work to get that kind of chemistry between you two? Well, it's Lauren London. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, say no more. She's a beautiful girl. I mean, the dimples get everybody, right? No, but, uh, you know, when I first, I auditioned eight times for, for this job. Mm -hmm. And on the eighth time, we had a chemistry read, and it was with Lauren. 
and there were three of us who 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 all had to read with Lauren for the network, and so we all got this much time. And in that thirty-second window, you know, two-minute window, whatever it really was, um, I just felt comfortable with her. There was there. I, I'm not sure what it is, uh, but for whatever reason, there was just to me something about her that was just very familiar. And so I, uh, I immediately I was just like. I know how I could play this. Like, I know how I could make this happen, you know? And uh, then it was written, you know? And, and, and the rest of it was there. And, and there's a, you know, I think there's, there was a little friction with the characters, yeah. mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes you realize that, like, oh, they're, like, fighting because they like each other. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, they, they got beef, you know, going on because, like, there's an attraction there, and they're not both getting what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is their way of going about, you know, rejecting it before they're rejected, if, if you will. You know what I mean? When you got the call mm-hmm. after auditioning eight times, mm-hmm. you get the call. Mm-hmm. You are on a ladder. <laughs> you get the call, and you get so excited, you fall off the ladder. What were you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I I built this uh, store called Body Plus in Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. And I'm very very hands on. So I was hanging a banner. We had just opened. Uh, I was hanging a banner on a wall and I had one side was like pinned with like a thumbtack and the other side, it was actually a, uh, like a, I don't even know what you call those things, like a laminate kind of, and you, and you peel the side so you can stick it to the wall. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a sticker. And uh, so I had one hand there and I'm trying to smooth it down with one hand. My manager calls, and I'm on the phone with him, and I'm still just going. I'm just smoothing, like, balancing on the ladder, trying not to fall. And he put me on hold for a second, so I was like, well, you know, whatever. I assumed he was calling to tell me, like, I, I actually, I didn't know what he was calling to tell me. I was so in what I was doing that I really wasn't even paying attention to the yeah. fact that I had the phone on me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then my manager, my other manager, like, three of my agents, my attorney, all get on the phone and scream congratulations wow. at the same time. And at first, I heard them yell congratulations. But again, I was so in what I was doing you that right. I was just like, what'd y'all say? Right. They were like, you got it. What do you mean? Like, you got it. Congratulations. And I'm like, I what? I, 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 and all of a sudden, my heart started beating. Like, my I'm arms sure. started yeah. flailing. And the next thing you know, I fell literally off this ladder, just fell straight back. My oh, phone wow. went flying probably 10, 15 feet in the air. And luckily, it's an iPhone, so it couldn't pop open. It just slid on the concrete. And I, I had a, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine who I've known for years, he came down to work with me. And so uh, he was like, hey, you okay? You okay? And I was like, get the phone! Get the phone! Leave me alone! Just get the phone! So uh, he runs over and grabs the phone, and they're like, are you there? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm really, really good. I got the job? Oh, I'm so happy. I'm going to call my mama right now. It, it was just, it, it was kind of crazy. It was this weird, like... Uh, Painful, <laughs> painful <laughs> excitement. Excitement, yeah. You know what it I mean. Hurt, but it hurts so good. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It was, so, so now you're on set. You're literally the new wide receiver for the Sabers. Yeah. And you're the rookie. Yeah. And you're also in real life the rookie on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did everybody treat you? Was it very welcoming? Was the cast? Because there's, you know, Wendy, Raquel Robinson's been there for right. a while. Kobe's been there for right. a while. Jose, yeah. Jose, yeah. how did they treat you? Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the first time that we all met, that, well, that I met all of them. Lauren had, had, had obviously, you know, she's been in this industry for a minute, so she, mm-hmm. she knew them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just passing by events, 
parties, you know, whatever. She kind of knew all those guys. So for me, the first time that I was meeting all those guys was at our table read. And it was this weird experience because we we're like on the 35th floor of this building. It's all glass. So we're like completely like surrounded by Atlanta. You know what I mean? And in this huge room are these tables that are set up like a square and all the cast is on one side and then production and writers and producers are all, you know, staring at us. Total fishbowl feeling. <laughs> Total fishbowl feeling. And, uh, you know, on all the other shows I've worked on, they move so fast, you don't necessarily get a table read. Mm-hmm. Typically, you don't because they move so fast. So I'm sitting there at what's probably what my second table read ever. And it's this surreal moment of like one by one, these people who are like celebrities, well, they are, but huge to me because I'm a fan of the show, mm-hmm. come walking down this grand staircase, <laughs> like one by one. And I felt like every single one of them that walked down was, I was like, that's Tasha Mac. That's Tasha Mac. That's, that's Tasha Mac. Like, but I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking right, to myself. Right, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The inner voice. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the inner monologue going on. You know what I mean? And then like Hosea walks down and I, I feel like it's just flashes all over Hosea. It's like Malik <laughs> Wright just walked in the building. And then Brandy walks in, you know, flipping her hair and she's humming to herself. And I'm like, man, this chick about to start singing in here. I'm about to get my own <laughs> private concert. Like, oh my God. But uh, they were great. You know, one by one, they all came over and introduced themselves. You know, we, we all talked and talked about how like excited we were you know and at, at that point we had only had the first script mm-hmm. so you know we were all t- talking about how excited we were about this script and how interested we were to see like where the season was going to go and what was going to happen and you know not only did lauren and i not necessarily know where our characters were going to go but neither did those guys yeah and it made for such a real experience on set because when we were actually in scenes because they didn't know us mm-hmm. yeah. you know and we didn't know them and on top of that i'm the new guy who kind of gets, whose character gets kind of like starstruck in, in some kind of ways. You know, I'm kind of like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, this is, this life is coming at me so fast and like everybody wants to talk to me. And, and to some degree, you know, even though we move, when we're in production, you don't really get a, li- a life outside of that. But it, it was kind of that real thing on set where, where it was like you mentioned last week, it was almost like art imitating life in yeah. some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it was a really cool experience. So on set, everything's great, but as far as outside, because the game is um, it's such a popular show, and people were really mm-hmm. bummed when the mm-hmm. characters of um, of um, Derwin and Derwin, Derwin. D- mm-hmm. Derwin and Melanie mm-hmm. left the show. So was there any negative uh, lashback in regards to you now stepping up to the plate to be the lead of the game? You know, I'm sure there's. Uh, quite a bit out there mm-hmm. but you'd have to ask my mom what it is <laughs> yeah we're gonna get her in here to find out well, see that's why I she should do all of mom. our social media yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to ask my mom what it is you know i um going into this i you know i know how much uh derwin was loved mm-hmm. on the show i'm a big fan of pooch uh and, and, and the work that he does and so to me it was an amazing opportunity to get to work with him uh uh and and you know pooch was one of the it was probably the first or maybe second person to actually walk up to me that day and he was like, congratulations, you're going to have so much fun. It's an amazing experience. So, you know, I knew going into this how much his character was loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I've, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily been a conscious effort, but I've definitely not paid attention to it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. our, our characters are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Derwin was like a, a fifth round draft pick who right. shouldn't have made the team. My guy comes in as the number one draft pick. You know, we're just at two completely different places and our characters are completely different. So I think that I thought, my thought has been, you know, uh, people will love, like, 
dislike Blue for whatever reasons they do. So and I can't change that, you know? Tell us about Bryce. Tell us about this character. Give us some insight. What can we expect for uh, the season premiere? Uh, for the season premiere, you, you can expect, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a cool story. You see this kid get drafted. Mm -hmm. You know, you see this kid go number one. And, and if you've ever watched a draft before at, at any sport, you know, from from kid number one through kid number 300 in the draft, every single one of them have so much excitement and they're on top of the world in that moment. And that's where this kid is. He's he's on top of the world. Yeah. You know, he's a Stanford graduate. He chose school over sports. You know, he uh, he he is a military brat. You know, he he's well educated. He bumps into his childhood, you know, crush if you will, you know, the girl that he loved watching on TV every single week. And uh, he thinks because he's the dude now that she's automatically just going to fall gonna for, him, for him, you right. know, and it's, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, not only am I not going to check for you, but you don't even know what you into, mm -hmm. you know, so go sit down somewhere. And, uh, you know, he learns a lot of lessons. Now, was that character is so many similarities. Was that did they incorporate your personality into the character or was that already written and you just happened to be the perfect fit for that character i have been on so many auditions and let me tell you it is the eeriest thing i've ever seen yeah it's scary life. actually it was written in the breakdown wow. wow it was all that was all that was in the breakdown. that was meant to be it was the eeriest thing i'd ever seen in my life how do it was they, crazy how do they transition you into be able to um to coincide with the other characters because if you're this draft how 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 are they making all this work uh I get drafted, mm -hmm. and uh, I get drafted to another team, and, and they make a, a trade. Mm -hmm. To the Sabre Cats. Uh, to the Sabres. So, so, so what happens is uh, my character ends up coming in and, and being on this team, and, and uh, uh, Derwin's character, you know, gets traded. Okay. Uh, and there's some conflict with that, you know. Um, he loves, Derwin loves San Diego. He loves everything about it, it, it what it's done for him, what it's done for his life, his, his personal life, his, his, his career, obviously. So there's some there's some uh, a lot of conflict with that, mm -hmm. and and on top of that, you know his teammates are they don't want to see him go, you know, or, or you know uh, Malik and and Jason don't want to see him go, mm -hmm. yeah. But they both get that it's a sport, and that's what's really really mm -hmm. cool I think about this, uh, which is such an interesting thing, and I think what we forget about when we get caught up in shows a lot of times, especially sports shows, is we forget that yo these in real life these dudes age, yeah. <laughs> they get traded, they they end up in different places. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's what happens, you know. We we see art imitating life yeah. to its yeah. truest form, you know. I, I tell people this all the time. I'm a huge 49ers fan. Yes, huge. there you go, my brother. <laughs> and when Alex <laughs> Smith, instant best friends, right? There. And when there Alex go. Smith got set, my heart just cracked. Like I was crushed. Just and then Kaepernick, Kaepernick just started killing it. Imagine how we felt when we lost the damn Super Bowl. Right. You know. So. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's, it is art imitating life. You know, that really, really happens. I'm still going to be an Alex Smith fan wherever he in. Well, you know, now that he's been traded, I'm still going to always be a fan, but I'm still going to love my team. That's yeah. Right. You know, and I think that's the thing that we get with this, with what happens and with the Sabres. Like, you know, you're still always going to be a Derwin fan, but you still, still love yeah. your Sabres mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know? And since you guys are together so much on set, who's like the, the prankster or, the, or the, the diva on set? Or who's the, the one who has all the gossip? Like, who, what are the insights of the other characters? Or, or I should say the real-life characters? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't, if anything, I'm probably the biggest prankster. Uh, and what's the craziest thing you've done? Like, what did you do to somebody? Know. I gave everybody blue balls for Christmas. 
<laughs> literally or <laughs> <laughs> not literally. <laughs> I'm like, how did, how did, how did, what did, like, what does uh, that mean? I got a, you know, stress balls. Okay. I got some blue stress balls, and put just put blue on them, and in Happy Holidays, and I put them in a little sack for everybody. So everybody got a sack of blue balls for Christmas. That's great. Wow. Did didn't did any of them respond in a in a crazy way? Like, what the hell is this? Uh, I didn't actually give them out. Uh, I didn't want to be the one to give them out. I just wanted to like kind of hear everyone's reaction to it through someone else yeah because i feel like you learn so much more about a story that way sometimes yeah so uh i wasn't actually the one who gave them out but uh it, it seemed like everybody had a had a good time with them is there uh, quite a few people told me that they were playing with my balls over the holidays <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't even know where to go from there. i hope my mom is not watching yeah. <laughs> she's watching she's she, watching right she's gonna social media you, she's gonna tell you that you know your shirt is you know something but are there any characters i mean are there any cast members who you feel most closest to so far uh lauren for sure okay. i mean we work together so much you yeah. know what i mean and uh and 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 we came in at, at the same place you know we both came in as newbies so we both came in not knowing what to expect yeah. we both came in having to uh uh learn uh meet know uh these four other characters uh or, or, or actors um you know we came in not knowing the crew they knew the crew we came in not knowing excuse me she knows atlanta much better than i do but we didn't know spending that much time in atlanta and that kind of schedule you know okay so i know there's going to be rumors i'm sure at some point with you and lauren london yep. <laughs> if the two of you are together romantically offset so let's let's clear the rumor there is no uh romantic offset this is blue and kira <sighs> Nothing? I'm sorry to break your. I'm Nothing. sorry to break your heart. Uh, uh, you know, you guys have such a great chemistry. I'm, so. I'm sorry to break your heart, but there, there is, there is nothing. We, we are literally just good friends. Mm. Lauren's got her thing. And Lauren is not checking for me. Lauren's got her thing, and and I'm very supportive of of her and and her personal life, and and uh, you know, first and foremost, she's a mother. Yeah. You know, so mm. that's always the most important thing to her. You know, uh, uh, always the does, most important thing. Does her son? Um, Little Wayne Jr. Does he come on the set? Uh, uh, her son Cam. Uh, she brings him every once in a while. Okay. He, you know, he, he he's in school. You know, so but every once in a while we we get to see him. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you have that moment since you're playing? You know, this big wide receiver who's who's the man, and who's kind of slightly flashy per mm -hmm. se. Did you have that real life moment where you're like, I'm gonna go out and make this big purchase? I just got on the game. What you know? Did you go purchase something major Still, over the top? Nope. Not one thing. Not one thing. Not one thing. Still. Well, that's probably because you're still getting free stuff from Nike. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nike, call me. And you, uh, <laughs> Blue wears a lot of Nike on the show. Call me. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I haven't made a big purchase. You know, that's funny because my manager called. When my manager, uh, over the holidays, she called me and she said, what, like, what are you going to buy yourself? Like, you should get yourself a gift. And I was like, I don't even, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even begin to think what I would want to go by. Well, that's probably why you will last very long in this career. You know? From your now, lips to God's ears. And right. now you also, I, I see that you, some of your characters are a lot of sports-related characters. Because in movie 43, you play a basketball player yeah, yeah, yeah. in one of the most hilarious scenes in the movie, personally, <laughs> uh, Victory's Glory. Glory yeah. Now tell us about how did you get that role and how was it working with Terrence Howard in that scene? Uh, it was, uh, you know, I got the role. It was just another, you know, out there on the beat. You know, uh, I have been auditioning for a while. You know, it, it, it 
moved kind of fast how fast I got a regular yeah. job, but I've, I've definitely auditioned quite a bit. Uh, and this was just another one of those things where, uh, I, you know, I went out there and auditioned and, and Rusty, who directed it, was in the room with Peter Farrelly and, and um, they were like, try this, try that, try this, try that. And every single time they kept laughing, they kept laughing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm up here doing, but I'm glad y'all enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet any other uh, stars of the movie? No, because no, we all were different. They shot there. Gotcha. So we all shot in small shorts. And this movie actually shot, I would say, over the course of like three and a half, almost four years. Yeah, it's so much talent yeah. in that movie. Right. Yeah, you know, trying to get all those people together and get their schedules together was crazy. So, uh, you know, they shot basically, they would, they would basically do like a week mm -hmm. um, and whoever they could get they could get so you know it was uh obviously us and you know terrence and we had a couple guys from the league from the nba and uh the, the next week after that hallie shot hers or two weeks after that something like that hallie shot hers mm -hmm. but uh it was a great experience man the, the family brothers are hilarious they man. are they're, they're so great and 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 uh charlie wessler like they were so great to work with and, and very accommodating and they really wanted to create something and i I'm biased, so I think ours was the best skit. I was going to ask you that. But, which one was the best skit? But, you know, I think they let us play a little bit more than, uh, maybe not more, but they definitely let us have input. And they definitely let us play and, you know, make it our own. Yeah, there had to be a lot of improv in yeah. that. How, I mean, how long did it take you to actually physically shoot that scene? We shot that in a week. We shot it in about four days, five days, something like that. Um, and the, the, the best day was the day that Terrence does his monologue <laughs> and does his pep talk. Yeah. When I tell y'all, I did not know this dude was that funny. I, he, this dude is ridiculously funny. Uh, just the stuff he was coming up with, how much they cut out mm -hmm. is amazing. Because he came up with so much just like stream of conscience <laughs> just going. Yeah. I mean, the most random stories you could think of. And every single one of them was fresh. And every single one of them was new. And, 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 and just funnier and funnier and funnier every single time. So much to the point where, you know, the three NBA dudes who we had had never acted before. Yeah. Mm. So these dudes could not keep a straight face. <laughs> so it got to the point where he had to tell the same story a couple times just so we could get a couple takes with them with a straight face because they were laughing that hard. Well, then what happens is when somebody is sitting next to you chuckling, you, start doing you can't thing. help but right. start laughing. You know, laughter is contagious. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You can't help but just start chuckling. So uh, it, was, it was a cool experience. It was a lot of fun. I want to go just um, away from movies for a second. Your friend Josh. Um, Henderson. Henderson. Josh yeah, Henderson, yeah. who's on Dallas and yeah, he's yeah. on Desperate Housewives. Yeah. So you guys have known each other since you were 12 or 13? I've known him since uh, I was 13, mm -hmm. 13, 14 years old when I met him. It was before I was driving, so 13, 14 years old when mm -hmm. I met him. So do you guys uh, see each other? Do you guys talk, give each other advice? You know, when I moved out here, Josh was working. Yeah. And uh, and I was modeling at the time, and so I kicked it with Josh a lot, uh, and uh, and and got to see a lot of of behind the scenes stuff, hanging out with him. You know, he he did a he did a series on FX for a little bit. He was he worked with Kyla on a on a one on one for a little bit. He sure did. Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. He I, played I our love interest for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he went on obviously to do uh, Desperate Housewives. He did some pilots along the way. So you know, I got to see a lot. Of stuff from the back from the back and I think I got to uh, know what it is to be in this industry as a professional and not just from the outside when you're like I just want to act mm -hmm. I just want to make tons <laughs> right. of money I just want to be funny you know what I mean I got to see what it's like to actually show up and go to work every single day yeah and so what would be the 
the the best advice or just an experience from watching him since he had already been established in mm-hmm. TV and film? You know, um, dude is a workhorse. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that is why he will always have a place in this industry. If, yeah. You know, he'll work nonstop and why he has worked nonstop. I mean, Josh is one of those stories. You know, Josh moved out here. Josh tried out for a, a band, uh, a oh, making wow. of the band type thing mm-hmm. and uh, that the WB was doing at the time. WB. And, wow. and exactly, right? <laughs> right. I haven't heard that in a long right? time. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those dudes who, you know, he knew where he was at when he came in this, yeah. but he just worked and he worked and he worked and he worked. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's why he's leading Dallas, you know, yeah. and why they're doing, you know, they're doing great. You know, so many people check for that show and he's gotten to do some amazing things. So I think his work ethic is something that I definitely uh, have picked, something that I, I, I see and I appreciate. And it makes it, 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 it in some ways validates the fact that I get up and I work as hard as I do, you know. Yeah. And hard work has paid off because the game, March 26. March 26. You know. March 26. Are there, besides besides this um, this road that you're going to take with the game, is there anything else that we can look forward to? Um, more more films? I'm working on some stuff. Okay, you smiling. Yeah, so. yeah. We, you <laughs> can't give us a little tidbit you on guys, something? I'm, I'm working on, I told smile. you, I told you, I don't talk about it till it happens. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm working on, because you never know nowadays, man. It's just, but uh, there's a, there's a, f- a few things that, uh, you know, hopefully will work out and, uh, could be some amazing things. Well, let me ask you this. What, what's your definition of success? Being uh, happy uh, at what you do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I say that because I think you can be successful in a lot of things. You know, I think you can go and you can be, uh, you know, we could probably all be amazing uh, baristas or CEOs or financial advisors or whatever it is, but I think that happiness in doing what you're doing makes something so much more pure and it makes it so, it happens so much or more organically yeah. and lasts longer. And uh, it's, not, it's never a job. You know, you get up and you have fun doing what yeah. you do every day, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I think that's, to me, that's success. And when this is all over, what do you want people to remember about your work? Uh, that I had fun, you know, that I, that I, uh, worked hard and had fun. You know, I think more than anything, you know, I, I definitely want to, uh, leave an imprint of something that's been big in my life, which goes back to education, you know, and, um, and, and that's something definitely that I, I want to put out there, you know, and it's, it's why I love blue because he's a kid who went to Stanford and graduated top of his class, you know what I mean? While playing football. And I, I love being able to tell that story because I think it's such a, uh, it's something that we don't hear enough. Yeah. You know? Well, we look forward to seeing your career and watching Thanks, you on the premiere of the game and your secret project that you're not telling us about. <laughs> I didn't say secret project. It's not double O. I'm, I'm not double O. The new James Bond right here, right? <laughs> now, where can your fans find you? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at J-R Ellis, uh, J-A-Y, the letter R, last name Ellis. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, same thing, at J-R Ellis. Bam. Uh, Bam Erickson <laughs> Nick The Nick Perdue And Dario Kristen Thank you guys for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live Next Be sure to check for our next show And thank you for tuning in From producers Maria Menounos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek Dario Kristen And the entire BHL staff We would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network 
you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.